0: Let us go to God in prayer. Gracious and loving God, we come this morning saying thank you for your mercy, your love, and your grace. On this day, we just thank you, Lord, for the special blessings that you've bestowed upon us this day, this hour, this week, and the blessings that are forthcoming because of who you are thank you Lord for your Holy Spirit so I ask that you come Holy Spirit come reign and rule and have your way Lord move me behind the cross that the words of my mouth will be pleasing unto the Lord and that it will be a word that will resonate in your heart and speak to your deepest concerns and uplift you to a higher level this day. Amen. Lord, we thank you for the week that has been before us and the week that is forthcoming. Next Sunday, if you haven't heard the word, we will have visitors in the house. So I pray that not only will you come, but you will come with a spirit of service. Friends with United Methodist Church, Friends with Community Church, and Joe's Barbecue from Alvin, Texas, will be embarking upon a brand new mission. They will come and be a part of a Thanksgiving Gratitude Feast. Many of you may be aware that the Port City missions had damage during Hurricane Rita and they are unable to serve the dinner as they normally would. Ushers, I thank you for your service this morning. Please be seated. And because they are coming, they chose us to serve, and their goal is to serve 750 meals. You say, we don't have 750 people in our congregation. That's true. But there are more than 750 people in this community that need to be touched by a Thanksgiving meal, need to have a spirit come upon them that is good and nurturing and welcoming and loving. They will come, they will prepare the meals, they have 500 takeout boxes, and you do the math. There's 250 left that will eat here and fellowship with us. It would be a shame for us to invite folks to our house and we don't show up. It would be a shame to get to the door and somebody says, I don't know anything about this church. I just came to pick up my mail. So I ask that you prayerfully reshape your schedule next Sunday. Come as you are, relaxed and prepared to be servants at the door, helping people get the meals. Be of good cheer. For some of us don't yet have a refrigerator, and we're eating meals any way we can. But we're thanking God for a breath that has been breathed into us. Some of us are still eating and knowing that He is able, but that little teeny, teeny, tiny refrigerator, that's the one you have your food in. Nobody knows. Nobody's aware. But there are us in the house that need to serve us that are outside of the house. There are us that are here that need to see the blind man on the corner. So the scripture said, Lord, when were you naked? When did we see you not being said?" So this final discourse is a wrap-up of a series that I've been preaching for the last three weeks. It's the final discord that Jesus shared with his disciples. Just as any teacher comes to the end of a term, a teacher like Jesus Christ never hesitates to say to their students, there's some lessons you will learn today, and there's others you will learn for a lifetime. Jesus embarked upon a journey that will inevitably impact the lives of everyone forever and ever. Whether you know Jesus personally or whether you know about him through a friend, he died that we may have life and have it abundantly. You might say, why is that important? I've known Jesus. My grandmother, my grandfather, my cousin, everybody made sure I've been in church since I was little teeny like the baby back there. I had not missed a day. Let us not lie in the church. We've missed some days in the Lord. We've missed some places in the Lord. We've even come to church and missed the worship. For we came physically, but we didn't hear him spiritually because all the chatter that was going on everywhere. In our humanness, we missed some of the lessons of Jesus Christ. So I'll share with you over the last three weeks, the final discourse had four parables, and I taught from three of them. One of them dealt with encouraging one another and lived spiritually ready. The next one, which was last week, was check your talents. Are you hiding them under the tree? And this final one is simply, Did you see Jesus? Did you see Jesus? Turn to your neighbor and say, Did you see Jesus in me? Turn to the other one and say, Do you see Jesus in me? Don't answer, because some of us don't see it in each other. But it's in there. I encourage you implore you to realize there's Jesus in every one of us. Some, it shines brighter than others. Some, it's just a slim twinkle. But he's in there. And I encourage you to say, I'm looking for Jesus in you. Turn to me, and say, I'm looking for Jesus in you.
1: And some people say, oh, Pastor, that's
0: a little hard to do. So maybe we have to say, I'm looking for Jesus in ourselves. Yeah. Maybe that's where we have to begin because it's hard to see it in others because we're still looking for him in ourselves. But this is good news because Christ the King Sunday says, Celebrate the Most High God. He came that we may have life abundantly. He came that we may know Him. He came that we may receive eternal life. So as we wrap up this final discourse, I encourage you to think about what it means to live abundantly knowing that Jesus Christ is encouraging us. He's telling us to discover our talents and He's asking us to see Him in every one everywhere, at every hour. This is a parable that many people struggle with because it's a parable of judgment. It is a parable that teaches between the sheep and the goat. I want you to think about sheep. You got a thought about a sheep? Yeah. When you think about sheep, do you see the gentle little lamb say, do you see the gentleness of the sheep on a hill, just grazing, kinda kicking back kinda just easy going What like that now think of a goat. Do you see the same look, or do you kind of see that billy goat right on the corner? Somebody said they had a goat. I have it oh, exactly. The neighbors the <laughs> they, now they say it was the neighbor's goat. Okay. I thought I had a resident goat. Alrighty now. I'm a city girl. I can't say I've seen a goat anywhere else but that's the zoo. They say that there's one close by if I really want to check it out. But the characteristic of a goat does not match the warmth you may think of in a sheep. The scripture says, I will separate the goats go to the left, the sheep go to the right. The goats go to the left, and the sheep go to the right. I asked the question earlier, do you see the Jesus in each other? He didn't ask us to figure out whether that was a goat or a sheep. That's his job in the end. Because when he comes again, he will separate, just like he separates the wheat from the shaft. The teachings about things will go on when the kingdom comes. But right now, he hasn't given us the authority to say, You are a sheep and you are a goat. I need you to go to the left and the right. That's not what he's asked us to do in the kingdom. For you see, when he spoke to both the sheep and the goat, he shared with them that neither of them could remember when they had seen him hungry, when they had seen him naked. But the difference is, the sheep fed him anyway. They didn't ask, what church do you go to, dear sheep? They didn't ask, where do you go to Sunday school, dear sheep? They didn't even ask, where it is that you first met me, dear sheep? For the sheep fed the sheep along the way. The sheep gave what was needed along the way. The sheep discovered the cost of caring was simply giving more and more and more. So you see, the good news is that the sheep had discovered what was important, that the goat had forgotten their job. The church in the 21st century can't afford to become a goat church. I attended a meeting yesterday and more will be discussed along the way as what I learned and what was voted at a special call session of annual conference will be revealed to the leaders and will be revealed to the church. More will come forth, but the ideology and the understanding is that we have to look at ourselves and say, are we sheep or we don't? For it to be the last discord of Jesus' teaching, it's a little strange that it wasn't warm. But it was real. Because he said he would come back and judge and call some to sit on the right and some to sit on the left. For you see, the light of humanity is understanding that our salvation is yet for today and for eternal life. We don't wait until the last minute to say, please, 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 transform me into becoming a sheep. And the church can't do that either. I'm not speaking to the choir necessarily. I'm not speaking to the pews. I'm not speaking to the ushers. I'm speaking to us all to say, are we sheep or are we goats? If the truth be told, we got a little bit of both on any given day because that is the human condition. We drive to the corner and say, that guy's been on that corner for the last 22 weeks. I ain't giving him a quarter. I think he's drinking with that.
1: Did we ever think
0: to invite him for a meal and not worry if he took the quarter for drinking? But as we give Him the quarter, the Spirit that's in us, that prays upon the Most High God, never has to even speak a word, because you would see Jesus in us. And we wouldn't have to say, you should have been at church last week. Our Spirit would convey to Him, there's something about Jesus. And I see it in you. And that's what I need. There's something about praying without ceasing. There's something about grabbing hold to the man and woman, chick and child that's naked. And saying, Girl, I got five coats in my car. I got three dresses that I never wore and two pairs of shoes that I bought on sale that when I got 'em home I knew they was too small. <laughs> I had promised that I would lose 10 pounds, and when I lose 10 pounds, that shoe would fit better, and I could wear it all day. The lies that we told ourselves, oh, yeah. told
1: you right. that we could help
0: somebody if we just said, I'm willing to be a sheep. Yes, they both didn't see Jesus. They both missed the realities of what it means to be called into service. Think about it. Compassion, care, concern for one another. That's the good work. Nowhere in the Bible in that passage does it say, that they tried to figure it out. Well, the sheep just did anyhow. Yes, faith that I watched did. But good deeds is not what's going to get us into heaven. Knowing that God is God and there's a saving grace, both have to work together for the good. For so you see, it's not about working for Jesus' brownie points. It's not about keeping track of what I did good this weekend, what I'm going to do good next week, whether I'm a sheep or whether I'm a goat. It's about knowing the holiness that God is God. Not making up your mind, but making up your mind and walking it out. Making up your mind and living it out. Making up your mind and breathing it out. Are you on the left or the right? Are you compassionate to all people or just the ones you like? Are you about building a relationship with God or trying to figure out where somebody else ought to be on the continuum of life? Your yeah? Bishop Huey challenged us yesterday. Had us stand, had us vote, and there were three of us from this church. Myself, our late speaker, I mean our late delegate to annual conference, and our conference delegate. There's a lot of prayer that's going to be required to walk out this new journey. There's going to be a spirit of change that is hard for some of us to deal with. But I know that we can because this is a sheep church even when we suddenly, momentarily forget and have a goat moment.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, we have goat moments. I shared with Miss Kate along the way that some of us have goat moments because we're human. But God called us into a loving relationship with one another, with Him, about walking out this journey for life. <laughs> He said that we were to take inventory. He said, did you feed the hungry? Check it off. Did you visit the sick? Check it off. Did you go to the prison? Well, sometimes I did, sometimes I didn't. Maybe you can check it off. Did you give water to the thirsty? Did you carry an extra bottle? No, because the water wasn't on sale at Walgreens. (laughs) And I only buy two cases when it's on sale at Walgreens. One day I was here alone, and a man and a woman came up. The woman was in a wheelchair, and the man was pushing her. And I had seen them before in a motorized chair just in the neighborhood. And I said, what happened to your scooter? Scooter. He said, it broke, then broke. I don't know when I'm going to get it done, but we need to come inside. The face of God was in them, and I took what I thought was the best thing to do. I opened the door. Ain't no need for me to holler outside the door. I opened it. And the woman came in and said, I've been here on a couple Saturdays the fact that your church serves meals keeps me from going hungry on the weekend. She said, the things that you give, anything that I don't use, I give to a neighbor. She said, you may not think it's much, but it keeps us from week to week. And when she came out, I gave them the water I had in my house, in the refrigerator that I had just put in. And they said, It's hot outside. Thank you for thinking about us today. Well, when I look back over my life, I spent some time piling out the door. There's a water storm around the corner. I think the guy entering up the street got a bathroom. (laughs) So we all move from goat to sheep in different spaces in our lives. I haven't yet mastered the going to prison thing, simply because I'm working through that. My daddy was a cop, and when I was very young, we begged to see what he did for a living. And my mother thought it was one of the cruelest things, but I will never forget the sound of a locked jail door. And the cling alone, I can't say my daddy left us long, but he put us in, and I swore he didn't have to worry about me ever going to a jail. But at the time, I didn't know I was going to be called to minister to the people of God everywhere, so I'm working through this jail thing. And maybe you have your things that you're still working through. Maybe you have your things you don't like to touch dirty people. Whatever it is, God has been too good. He has fed you when you was hungry, clothed you when you was naked, pulled you out of hurt, harm, and danger. And maybe He even went to prison to see about you because you are His sheep. We are His sheep. They are His sheep. he's concerned. On Christ the King Sunday, I applaud all those who have discovered their gifts and begun to serve. But I pray carefully that those who haven't discovered their gifts will soon find what they are. Because our church is in a dilemma. There's missing People that need to come into the church. The pews that are empty. The places that we don't want to seek out. The evangelism that we're uncomfortable doing. God is saying, don't be a billy goat. I need you to be a sheep. I am the shepherd of the lost sheep. And I'm seeking to help you be my legs, be my arms, be excellent in your service. So we all need to see God. Because when the day gets dim and the lights go out, God doesn't want any of his children left on the curb. He says that we are to be accountable. That we are to love. That we are to have radical hospitality. That we are to build faith-forming relationships. That we are to walk through the storms. After every storm is a rainbow. Last week we had an awesome homecoming. I met Reverend McBride in his excited way in the hall. And he said to me, y'all are 90 years old. I said, yeah. He said, well, that's kind of like Sal. Y'all must go and birth a new baby in the next nine
1: months.
0: <laughs> I said, have mercy. We'll take that as a prophetic word from the Lord our God. He's birthing a new thing. He's speaking to our hearts. He's saying, put your belly goat nature down and pick up some sheep nature. It simply says in the scripture that truly I say to you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous will go into eternal life. Imagine yourself hearing these words and making a decision this day, this hour. Will you spend the rest of your faith journey pursuing the billy goat or the sheep? But it's between you and God. To God be the glory. May we stand as we sing. Open my eyes that I may see. Page 54, 454 in the Methodist Hymnal. If you already have a relationship with Jesus Christ, I invite you to do some assessment and see where you stand right now for Jesus Christ. But if you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, the door is open. Will you come?